0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: What does Motion sound like? With Kizik Hans Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of Motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first
2: order at Kizik.com slash socks. Welcome back to VEC Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And this weekend in college football was outstanding in terms of off-the-field storylines. And let's start at Texas A&M. They have fired their head coach, Jimbo Fisher, who will be owed approximately $77 million in his buyout. Joe, I wish I were the head coach of Texas A&M.
0: I know. That was my first thought when I saw that come across yesterday morning. It's like, man, how do I get into this racket? <laughs> they, they're, you're so bad; they're going to pay you to go away. Oh my gosh! Just what do they care? They'll just find money for the next guy. Uh, they did. This, they did the same with Sumlin, right? He was paid a lot of money much. to go away. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's,
2: that's just that's just and what Fisher they do had a worse there. record than him.
0: Yeah. Yeah, oh, man, it, it has not been a great run. Like Mike Sherman, I like, mm-hmm. <laughs> they'll just, they'll just spend whatever, but yeah. Right. I, Jimbo Fisher, like he could be done. I I doubt he will be, but he can be just done coaching. I, I know the ego, of a lot of these coaches, they don't want to go out like this, but I would just, I'd be fine walking away. That's what I would do.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, this is a great deal. I mean, it, It's incredible. Uh, The candidates, do you think Dan Lanning is going to want that job? I saw Dan Campbell, Mm. some of the names being thrown around. (laughs) We could get Nick Saban to come to No. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Crazy. I I don't think Dan Campbell. NM, I think,
2: is a great job. I, I really think it's a great job because you have no trouble recruiting. Jimbo Fisher could recruit. Right. That wasn't the problem. The problem was turning in all that talent into something formidable on the team and also having a more than competent quarterback. Couldn't do that, even though Jimbo Fisher was supposed to be this offensive mastermind. I mean, he was the one who made Jameis Winston go at Florida State. But the the job is good. The job is very, very good. Uh, the problem is, like, it's not there's no history of winning there. So, mm. I mean, how much does that matter? It shouldn't all that much because, I mean, you've got a 100,000 seat stadium. So the home field advantage is good. The facilities are fantastic. It, you know, you are a, you know, a flagship school in a great recruiting bed in Texas and should be a very good job. And so I suspect that they can attract just about any guy they want there and it'll turn out just fine for them. Now, what's going to be interesting to me and I don't see numbers up right now, you know, I'm always thinking about, you know, second order, third order, you know, consequences to all of this is okay, Texas A&M LSU. What does it mean for A&M they don't have Jimbo Fisher anymore? What's that going to mean in terms of how competitive they're going to be in a game like this? And does that mean because Jaden Daniels is in the Heisman conversation still despite LSU's record? Jaden Daniels could very well win this honor and now he gets to face Texas A&M that may very well quit on the season. Does that help him in terms of his Heisman chances? So if you're trying to think galaxy brain here, I think this is an important consequence to the A&M news, Joe.
0: Yeah. The A&M great job thing. That's so interesting because my first thought Wait, is it a great job in a high pressure situation when you, ev- everything that you said is also true for the competition in the sec and just the immediate pressure, when you get paid that much money, you're going to be expected to win right away. But it's like the, the landscape has changed so much. You can say the same thing about anybody in the big 10, anybody going to the big 10, like Look at what you're going against. They have a great recruiting base. Look how strong the top of the conference is. like, in this changing landscape where we're only going to have a few conferences, probably in the end, are many looking to go to the ACC? Maybe a bit of a landing spot. Only two teams you're chasing instead of five top 20 teams that you're chasing every single year. It's fascinating. Your angle on Heisman, boy, is there a lot to unpack just off what happened in the weekend. Bo Nick's an odds-on favorite. Bo Nicks is an odds-on favorite. He's minus 110 this morning. That, mm-hmm. that is, boy, that's wrong. <laughs> that's
2: just, I don't know how you else to say wrong. it. Really?
0: Well, I, I'm just saying that Jaden Daniels is closer than that. Between minus mm-hmm. one, you think he should be plus 400 compared to minus 110 for Knicks?
2: Oh, no, no. That to me is different. Like, okay. I, I think where Knicks is, is fine. Uh, I'm seeing even money at BetMGM. I think that's okay. Jaden Daniels at four to one, that is... That seems a little long to me, you know, just a little bit, you know, in large part, because you you look at advanced models that take into account passing yards and rushing yards and things like that. And I think Nate Manzo has a really good one called Tanya. Uh, Jaden Daniels is number one in that metric, and he's starting to lap the field. And I think part of the issue is team record because LSU is not going to be playing for a championship. Alabama has already won the SEC West. LSU has too many losses to make the playoff. How much does that matter? Or is this, say, a Lamar Jackson season where maybe team record doesn't matter as much, but because we don't like the quarterbacks who are going to be competing in the playoff, that opens the door for someone else who is at least competent. And here, that might mean Jaden Daniels. I think four to one's probably a little long. I think there's some value there, but as far as Bo Nix being the favorite, I don't have a problem with that.
0: I mean, there were just so many big movers based off one game. Like Marvin Harrison jumped to five to one. He was 15 to (laughs) one. Then he jumps to five to one. Jordan Travis free falls. He was in that 10 to 15 range, or I think it actually shorter. He's like seven or nine. And then now he's 60 to one. Michigan goes out and wins. They're 10 and zero. J.J. McCarthy does not attempt a pass in the second half of that game. Two weeks ago, he was the favorite for the Heisman. He's 120 to one now. It's crazy, hmm. crazy. Like he should have fallen, but I never thought he on Monday morning he would be 120 to one after being the favorite a couple weeks ago.
2: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it?
1: This is fascinating what's happening. So at the end of the day, are they going to look at straight up numbers or are they also going to factor in competition you faced and like strength of schedule? Because, I mean, the top three all seem like pretty balanced and I think it's tight, but d- then how do you how do you make that decision, you know, when they all have I pretty don't good know. stats and seem balanced?
0: I um. don't know. Like we always talk about the playoff and it's last year where that that's such a big part of the Heisman. So is the Knicks Penix, whichever one ends up being in the playoff, assuming one of them ends up in the playoff, are they gonna be the favorite? Like Penix has fallen too. He has the same odds as Jaden Daniels, which is interesting. Yes, he's not looking like he did a little bit over a month ago, but you know, Washington (laughs) still hasn't lost here. So I mean Yeah, there are a lot of interesting angles. Milrose number has been cut, been cut week after week after week. Is there still time for him to do something if there's a path for Bama Uh, to that point in the title odds? Bama's now the third favorite at MGM. Mm -hmm. They're not in the top four, but Bama's the third favorite. Oregon's the fourth favorite. Florida State and Ohio State, the fifth favorite teams that are in, according to the committee. So there's a there's a bit of a a, a push and pull when it comes to what, what the bookmakers believe and then what the committee believes. Hmm.
2: Committee's always out on an island, aren't they? Like, they're always doing their own thing, and sometimes it doesn't make sense. There's no consistency. The transparency isn't nearly as much as we would like for it to be. So I'm with you that it's odd. I mean, looking at the look ahead between Oregon and Washington, uh, I don't think that's finalized yet. But uh, in case Mm -hmm. that game does happen, Oregon's a a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Kind of goes back to my point about head-to-head, by the way. Uh, But regardless, I I look at that and say – Yeah, the market knows Oregon is six and a half points better than Washington. They can set this now. And to me, it's a fairly sharp number. That's how much better Bo Nix is playing right now. So in that respect, I think it's just fine. And I think, too, when it comes to the Heisman, telling that hashtag narrative does matter a great deal. But what is interesting to me is that this feels like the first time in a long time where we're not really surprised if this makes sense. Bo Nix was definitely bandied about as being one of the top quarterbacks in America at the start mm-hmm. of the season. Penix was also part of that conversation. Jaden Daniels, like didn't he have the second shortest odds preseason, third shortest, whatever it was? Uh, mm-hmm. Jaden Milrow, you know, it's you know a little longer than that, I think. But it's definitely something where we're not seeing this random name come out of nowhere to seize that. And there are a couple of weeks left where maybe that can happen. But the fascinating thing to me is that we don't have that dark horse candidate kind of come in and seize this thing. It really hasn't happened. I mean, like maybe for a week or two, somebody would come in and be a part of the conversation, but there's no real surprise element. And that is the part that we always get, but it's not happening here.
0: But are we sure that's going to be the case at the end? Because maybe at not. this point, a couple years ago, Devontae was not in the picture, You're right? and then he ends up winning. So, mm-hmm. or is it going to be one of these quarters? I don't know. It's it's so wide open. with Just mm-hmm. a limited amount of time left, it seems to be wide open. Like, Corum jumped his teammate McCarthy over at Michigan. So, are we willing to say, okay, mm-hmm. Georgia and Michigan, they're top two in a title. odds, basically co-favorites right now to win the title. Mm-hmm. That they are not going to have someone in the mix for the Heisman, neither team is that what we're saying right now? Cuz that's what the odds You're... are saying.
1: It I guess with you don't have much many games left, right, to make your case at this point, which is why I would be a little concerned about betting on a dark horse, right? Or are you saying it's still possible?
0: It's possible, but with we're just trying to find who is it. I don't know who it right. is.
2: Who can it be? Like who are yeah. the real options here? Because Part of the issue is there aren't that many, you know, like you said, there aren't that many weeks left. And what are the high-profile games that are going to get us to pay attention? Like, okay, Ohio State-Michigan, big high-profile games. We're definitely going to be watching that. Pac-12 championship game, that's going to matter a great deal. Yeah. We're running out of games that will get Heisman voters' attention. And that's probably another thing that may very well go up against uh, Jaden Daniels, is that he may have a phenomenal performance against AM. But then he's not playing that final weekend championship Saturday, and that might hurt him more than we think.
1: And he already yeah. has three losses. So, maybe. Yeah. I don't know if they care. What It seems like they don't care about that right now. <laughs> well, at least the odds make
2: They may know. not just because there aren't too many other options. Like, he may just mm-hmm. sort of, like, by default, so to speak. Like, it's just a Lamar Jackson year. This is BetQL Daily presented by ben MGM Coming up next, our first look at the Week 11 NFL card. That's right here on the BetQL Network.